Okay. Um, so both of the articles were a lot longer than I thought they'd be. Um, the, the first one... Um, I have so much to say. Um, so he keeps referring to the situation... And he doesn't tell us what that means until later on in his writing. And to me, that's... I don't know, that's not really how you should write if you're trying to get somebody to understand something that's... I don't know who his intended audience was, but it was very a very confusing read for me. Because he would keep using terms that he wouldn't define until later on in the in this, uh, paper. Um, so, I still don't understand what exactly he means by a rhetorical situation. I ex- assume he just means the context of the rhetoric. Uh, at least that's what I gathered from what he'd said. Um, also, I took a speech class, and I've never heard of forensic dela- be- Deli- is that deliberative and I just forgot to put the R or epidistictic um, so I don't know what those are so I guess that's one question is what are those types forms of speeches um, I just feel what he's trying to define is so abstract and unnecessary um, what he's saying I don't think needs to be defined because it can just be said in context which is a lot easier to understand because the definition he finally gives of situational rhetoric is um, it's this, but it could be that. It's, it's, it could be... It uh, could be, you know... I don't know, he's just very, very unclear and it doesn't really say a lot about his, what he's trying to convey. Um, I do agree with this quote about context, um, matter. Um, and I liked that he used a different language as a connection, because I was, even before I read that, I was thinking of the context of, like, how Chinese works, and the fact that even if you're talking to someone about something that did happen a while ago, you won't even know it's past tense until the very end of the sentence. And that's that's how Chinese works. And I assume that could be kind of frustrating at times. Um, rhetorical discourse obtains its character from the situation which generates it. Um, I'd agree with that because you can have different motivations for, like... Okay. Sorry. Uh, it was my cat. Um, you can have different motivations for, you know, wanting to even start a conversation. And whether that comes from a good place or not, or at least, you know, whether that comes from a place at all of feeling, you know, it can, I think it says a lot about what the argument is going to entail. Um, uh, the the next 
the next uh, article, Zerfinsky, I liked reading his a lot. I agreed with pretty much everything he said. Um, trying to make this fast. Um, they do not wallow in uncertainty. They must know the truth or at least have exposure. Um, I think that's a great way to look at argumentation because, like, as well as, you know, wanting to be inclusive, like, a lot of people get very turned off when they want, when I, like, try to start a, a, a dialogue with them, um, but I just, I just love doing it, and that's just something that I really enjoy doing, and I want other people to enjoy doing it, too, and so, hence the inclusivity. Um, an argument that is not worth having, and I'll give an example, like, is rice a meal by itself? You know, it's just stupid stuff like that that's not worth having. Um, anyway, yes, sorry for this being too long.